Lise Wheel with Pursuit of Justice, and I can think of no more justice-type figures, justice-type hero figures, than Linda Kenny Bond sitting right here with me, along with her husband. I don't think I've ever seen you two in the same room. I maybe thought you were the same person. <laughs> Dr. Michael Bodden, who I've known for years, um, and in a, in a professional capacity, you've been with me over Wheel, Wheel of Justice and my previous podcast. Yes and uh, uh, with, with me over at Fox, doing many, many shows together. Right. And I'm just so happy to have you both here. Um, and he taught you how you. to say blood spatter instead of blood splatter, which I is what know. most people say, right? Oh my gosh, yeah. that's right, that's right. Yeah. I say blood spatter now, I just don't even think about it. Of course it's blood spatter because I have been taught by the, the distinguished doctor. So distinguished doctor, tell me just a little bit about yourself quickly because I want to get into some more personal things. Just who you are and you're quickly. I am a physician who specializes in dead people. Oh, charming, do yes. Forensic pathology. You don't uh, make them better, they're dead. I make the world better by figuring out why they died. There you go. I love that. Mm -hmm. My dear Linda Bodden, tell me what you do. So I'm a criminal defense attorney, trial attorney, but I also have a specialty, or you can't really say specialize in the law, but I, I concentrate on employment discrimination and civil rights cases. That's where, for instance, um, where somebody is shot by a police officer uh, in New Jersey, for instance, a turnpike shooting some years ago. That's the type of cases that I do. Most people know me because they see me on TV for the criminal right. defense, but uh, most of my practice is the other part. You know, we always say we practice law, right? We are always right. practicing law. I don't know if we ever get it right, but we are always practicing. And, and again, people see both of you on television, but you are actually out there practicing law. You're actually on the stand, I know, Dr. Dr. Bodden, uh, testifying in cases that right. sometimes aren't so highly publicized, but you're actually there. I know you're going you know, somewhere tomorrow and, and going to be testifying in cases. Um, but this is not so much about your professional lives. Um, because, <laughs> because you and I, Linda, were at a luncheon, uh, not too distant past, um, we were actually talking about my book, right. um, Hunting Charles Manson, and you were kind enough to be at the luncheon for me, sort of celebrating that launch. And somehow we got into the discussion about how the two of you met, because I've known both of you for a very long time. And because we were at kind of a, just an informal session, I just wondered how, you know, this sort of power couple got together. And the story you told me was not exactly um, how you know Cosmo would have written it up if you had like a quiz like how you meet a guy, and that was interesting because we actually had the former publisher editor pu editor and publisher right. of Cosmo there at the luncheon and said to her you know would this how would you have written this up in Cosmo and she's like no we wouldn't really have written up meeting at an autopsy. Which is how we met, right. So take it from there, Linda, yeah. meeting your guy at an autopsy. Yeah, well, you know, I was, I was getting divorced uh, at the time and um, practicing civil rights law, and I had a client who was shot in the back in, in New Jersey. Uh, and I had just come to my new firm about a week before this happened, and doing civil rights law, um, I was called by the family. Uh, of the client to, to investigate it and uh, because the person had died and because I had also been a prosecutor in this same county, I wanted to make sure that the autopsy was done the way our investigator had already found out as to how this young man had died. So um, I wanted a second autopsy, which is very common. And my firm had known Michael 
through a previous case, and they said, well, there's only one person you have to get. You have to get this Dr. Baden. He's in New York City, blah, 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 blah. And so me, um, taking the advice of my firm, who was going to have to pay all the expensiveness, called him up, and he said he couldn't do it. Oh. Huh? Who's it? Just playing hard to get already. Good, smart, playing hard to get. You know, at least you have known each other, and most people who know me know I do not take no for an no, answer very much. Yeah, yeah. Unless she's my friend, wouldn't want to meet. No, it's yeah. not a good. Plus, I had a family that's that's right. grieving and I and, and responsibilities. So he said he couldn't do it. I said why? He said because I'm te going to the Gambia in the morning, and um, before or tomorrow, and before I go to that tomorrow. Uh, I have to testify way upstate New York for the state police, New York State Police, which is where he was employed. I was at that working, time. yes. Right? Yes. Right. And so I said, I'll send a helicopter for you. A helicopter? Yeah. Now, I never sent a helicopter for anybody. I never spent that kind of money on a helicopter. But I, I learned. I learned. Just like I can learn to shop at Chanel and every place else, I learned how you can spend you send money a helicopter. Okay. So I sent a helicopter for him. Had that ever happened? No. Okay. All right. Okay. Yeah. So, so things were happening already. Yeah. So it flew him down. Um, and the helicopter pilot missed the, the hot, missed everything. And, and um, you know, this was a, a, a big deal because it was front page newspapers and all. And um, I had to get him there. I, I just had to get him there to do the autopsy. You knew he was the guy. Yeah, I, I knew because I, I really wanted to make sure that my clients had the best representation in terms of the medical field. And, and I knew based on my partners that he did. So he finally did land, uh, you know. And, you and landed he, him. He, he finally. Uh, I landed well, him. It took a while, right? Because yeah. what happened? Well, Linda had made arrangements for the helicopter to pick me up at the football field in upstate New York after I finished testifying there, fly me down, then I'd take me over to uh, Kennedy Airport to go to the Gambia, where my son was doing an intern, a, a medical student uh, rotation, giving out the immunizations. So, uh, when the helicopter came, when Linda advised him where to go, uh, unfortunately there were two football fields. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> so they landed in the first, the first one. Oh, you had a 50% chance. Took yeah, a, yeah. Took a, finally got me, came down, we flew down to uh, New Jersey, missed, went over the hospital, had to come back. Missed Linda had to get uh, fire department and other, uh, personnel on the field anyway for a helicopter landing. Right. Yeah. Came down there, I got out of the helicopter, and there was this uh, vision in uh, Chanel clothing and oh shoes and Oh my goodness. And, <laughs> for and uh, for she explained to me that yeah, she yeah. had to go give a talk that night to some judges. So Yeah, I was meeting with, with the representatives of the New Jersey Supreme Court because we were starting an ends of court. So I was all, I was dressed to the hilt. Like, right. not, not like a lawyer dressed, not like I would dress in a courtroom. So right, right. we walked into the, high, the uh, autopsy room area and I explained to Linda that uh, she can go and get some coffee, eat something, and in a few hours we finished. And she said, no, 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 I want to go into the autopsy. You uh, wanted autopsy to be there a part room. of it. I say that, that that's. Did you uh, already feel the spark there, Linda? Already? Is well, not not yet, but I, I had a responsibility. <laughs> I had promised the oh, mother okay. and the brother of this young man that I would not leave their their okay. uh, their loved one alone. Okay. And I had, I'd been to an autopsy. He didn't know that I had already been. Oh, you I'd already been, been a prosecutor, been to one. Okay. so I'd already been to one. But, yeah, but, uh, he, but he, it's not usual for him. It would be unusual, very unusual, for an attorney, non-physician attorney, to want to be in there. To right. want to be there, to be there. 
And she uh, was very adamant, look, I represent the family, and the family wants me to do that. So I, I said, okay, and I went in, I got the autopsy clothing, you know, the, the greens right, right. that we, we switched because uh, uh, blood spatters and uh, odors get ingrained on, on clothing in, in the autopsy room. Right. So I come out and I, well, if you're going to come in, you better change into these. There's a room over here. And this is where I knew the song. She looked at me and said, you expect me to wear that? <laughs> <laughs> and uh, she came in without any clothing on. And no, no, wait, well, I had clothing on. <laughs> I had clothing on. I had that very quickly. Without any, without any more. <laughs> Without any more clothing on, <laughs> well, well, without and eventually, my regular suit, my regular suit, and, she, she didn't, she suit. <laughs> and eventually, uh, as I understood really it, oh my God. But eventually, had, wound up throwing it out because she had an odor yeah, in it yeah, that yeah, uh, yeah, people yeah. didn't like. So, so oh, that, that happened, that and then <laughs> you know, and, and he, he was very charming, and he was he was explaining everything, and and you know. Um, you know, this is again. I really felt the responsibility, but also he was—he was kind of nice. You know, he was very sweet, and I was getting divorced. He was, he was very, uh, you know, nice. And then um, I'd put him in the car to go back, and the no, next no, thing I—we we, well, we missed because we don't have much time. We, yeah, we, let we, me. <laughs> so let me finish. So during the course <laughs> of the, <laughs> no, no, during the course, no, no, just letting this let, let, yeah. let it go here. Yeah, yeah, you, <laughs> we can skip this look, part. Uh, Luis, <laughs> Does this uh, happen often? As far as I'm concerned, <laughs> yeah. you, you can cut this any way you want. To, you know, no, you can no, remove no, stuff no. from it. No, I hear you ahead, edit Mike. it. Uh, that ahead. when we go in, there, there was an issue where the police say he was coming at me with his hand in the right hand right. in his pocket, and uh, I thought he had a gun, so I shot him. Right. As you come, the, the uh, neighborhood people who saw what was going on said, no, 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 he had given up and he put his hands up and he had his back to the officer when he was shot. So, in order to, uh, Linda was concerned that police sometimes uh, and medical examiners sometimes don't tell the whole truth when there's a death in police uh, contact. So in, in looking at the body, it seemed that there was a, a typical bullet hole uh, in the back, not the front. The exit was in the front, number one. But number two, when uh, the uh, scapula bone uh, was not penetrated. The, the traction had gone right through the scapula in the back. Right. And um, the reason it wasn't penetrated by the track was because when you lift the arm up, the scapula moves out of the way of where the hole was. So that uh, in order uh, for this bullet had gone through uh, the, the back and exit the front, his right hand had to be up in the air, leaving that space open and not in his pocket. You know uh, where he, where a gun was, was, uh, was thought to be there. So he so wasn't reaching for a gun or anything. Could, could like not that. have reached for a gun. What the what the neighborhood neighbor people were saying was consistent with the autopsy findings, and what the police officer said was not consistent. So so not wow. quite understanding about the scapula, I asked him to explain it to me, which yeah, so he did then, by using my body as a demonstration. So I explained, exhibit just like he would do in court. Right, sure, yeah, it yeah. makes total sense when, yeah. when But I Michael explained that, 
the, 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 there's a hole in right. the back right, right here over the right. scapula. Right. And, and uh, <laughs> the whole, well, this was, this was the autopsy. It. It's yeah. an autopsy. Yeah, it's an autopsy. So this way. So uh, <laughs> that's on, how I explained it. And somehow God, yeah. Linda thought I was being fresh. Well, no, uh, you know, no. she, you're just no, explaining. Now Michael is like the. But then we're going so out. Into, is so into it. Now we're going out of the autopsy room. And what happens out of the autopsy room? And you're as I was taught as a juvenile. Delinquent. <laughs> at, at truly, as a juvenile delinquent, there. another story. Uh -huh. uh, you're, you're supposed to open doors for women. They used uh -huh. to do that in those, in those old days. Right. And so when I went over to open her car door, to let her in, she looked at me. Apparently, nobody had ever done that before for her. She looked at me and said, "Are you married?" A little forward there. I didn't have a ring on. You see, right. are you married? Right. And I think. And he I, said, "Not quite." And that was it. So. Uh, and did you ask her out was, right then? No, no. Seven years later. What? Later. Seven years later. You waited seven years. <laughs> there was a case in between. What I had to go to the Gambia. Seven years. Yeah. I, I, we had. I don't think it was seven years. We had to go uh, to the Gambia, you know, the next day, and then when I came back, one of the lawyers who worked with her calls me up and says, "You know, Lynn, I think Linda likes you." And then I called Linda, and we got together. Now, only recently, a few about two years ago, uh, when we discussed it, we found out that he'd also called Linda up and said, "You know, I think Dr. Bodden likes you." <laughs> this is like just so. That's like, how we met. It's not your normal in, love in story, you know. Grade. But um, yeah. you know, Michael loves what he does so much. I mean, he's just so impassioned about what he does. And do you guys and, ever uh, at home, you know, find about like? like autopsy kind of stuff we, we we have disagreed on cases you know i mean you know because he comes from a more police bent than i do mm -hmm. uh, even though i was a prosecutor he worked for the state police and new york city medical examiner's office for years so i tend to be more defense oriented as a bent so we have okay come on so, so how does it like so when uh, you have we're these so married the, you know the biggest thing we fought about was, remain silent right? which has this kind of autopsy story kind of like in it and it was like i said i said you know, it's amazing he's still alive, right? You're born together with your husband. <laughs> not really. I mean, that, that he's not an yeah, that, was, <laughs> you know, that was like the closest we came to like, oh, I don't like that line. You know, yeah, well, you don't like I don't like that line. Yeah. Well, we we're discuss fine. things. We did we discuss uh, things. Linda stays more in the legal field than I stay more in yeah. the forensic science field. Although but we do, do a lot of we, we do, do a lot of cases together, especially pro bono cases for the Innocence Project. We've done a bunch of cases together. Right. Uh, that's our love of, of doing that. So now um, yeah, yeah, you don't really find your husband, but Michael's charming, he's delightful, he's wonderful, he knows what he's doing and uh, now, he's a dog. Wait. <laughs> right, honey? Wait, I'm, I'm giving you a wait compliment. Till, yeah, I know. Wait till uh, you remember you think about it and think I interrupted you. <laughs> that's not true. Wait till you see yeah, how yeah, this yeah. ran over and you're, and you're in trouble tonight. If that yeah. happened. No, he's <laughs> If that were to happen. Thank but you I, guys so thank much. Thank you, Lisa. I really, really appreciate really you taking the time. Fun knowing just, you and everybody here. And it's because of this group here, you know, at your party, because of Rachel and Deb, that we told, I told this story. Yeah, it was so yeah. great to hear about it. And just again, we literally had the former editor for Cosmo Magazine there, and she was just rolling her eyes going, nope. Ladies, we would not have that in Cosmo Magazine <laughs> as the way to meet your future husband. Go meet him at an autopsy. 
not the thing you read in a magazine. Anyhow, but I'm so glad Lisa's for you guys. The family and, and I are still very close, so this the really? season, and we're Facebook friends, and I love you, Tomas, if you're watching this. That's great. Thank you, guys. I must say, though, I understand the meeting you guys had in this day and age. It's now, what, 2018? It was like a, a, a 19th, 20th century meeting. All women, no men allowed. All women, no men allowed. That's, a, well, that's the it present was, day meeting. It was, yeah, this yeah. was fabulous. For this her. was uh, my book was, launch for But usually it should only, there were only all men meetings, male meetings. You know, women get into the picture. Michael, the world is turning fast. You've got to keep up with us. And I know you love being around us. Yes. So you just keep, just keep, keep around us, right? Yeah. Just keep around. And, and we love you, are good. We love you. Thanks, guys. <laughs> Thank you. Till next time, this is Pursuit of Justice. See you guys.